coming in. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, although I didn't know, VB here today. In the opposite corner, my mano y mano, my verbal sparring partner, uh, the man with the psychedelic Phillies hat on, just changing colors. Iron. Wildress rough. What's going on, rough? I'm here. I went 12 rounds with allergies. Uh they they tried me out. But like Rocky, I came through in the clutch. Like Leroy, I had to glow in. And I'm here. Y'all see the luxurious skin. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what went behind this. You know how much my face hurts right now. But I'm here and I do it for y'all because it's Tuesday and it's smoke o'clock. Voice, how you feeling? I, I, I'm uh, inspired, um, maybe a little bit sad because I don't want you in pain. Um, but I, I'm inspired that you you would press on, as the as the old folks would say. Well, voice, there's there's, there's a, a wise man once said, "It's a sacrifice, and it takes hard work. It's a way of life. Because when you got that glow." Feel the one, all right. So don't let go. <laughs> so we're here. Let's get into this KOs and low blows. Let's go, voice. All now, right. I've never heard a heavyweight champion be called greedy belly before, but today we're hearing that. So, uh, Usyk, one of your favorite fighters, voice, who is really one mm-hmm. of your favorite fighters, he really, yeah. <laughs> actually took the Twitter and responded to Tyson Fury's demands of a no rematch clause in the contract by saying that he needs to stop whining and sign the contract or vacate his WBC heavyweight belt uh, for their April 29th fight. Now, Usyk has stated that Fury's team is the one that wanted the rematch clause and not him. That's that's Those are big allegations. So I, I don't know if maybe Fury's team... Did it without his knowledge, or maybe Fury is worried he might get knocked out. But I wanted to get your thoughts on this voice. Uh, what do you think about this? And what do you think about the new nickname? I love the new nickname. The new nickname is like it, it is the world. Um, and the fact that Greedy Belly has been trending for the past couple of days just makes it that much better. Um, I get it though. When have you heard of a 70-30 split? And someone saying, okay, I'll take it. Uh, you know, now it's rematch clauses, and you know, Usyk is like, it's your side to ask for the rematch clause, greedy belly. I mean, what what do you want me to do? You know, yeah, you are the ones that said no rematch clause. I said okay. <laughs> now, many people have been saying uh different things, like, okay, uh, next thing Fuse gonna ask for a 95-5 split and have him blindfolded. And uh, tied with one hand behind his back, he's gonna say, "Okay, like dog, what are we gonna do? <laughs> what are we gonna throw in there now?" So, uh, who knows? I mean, the fact that Usyk 
and not Usyk, Fury said he just started training like within the past week, and mm-hmm. his fight is April 29th. Makes me think that it's not going to happen. And he was walking today, not not jogging, walking on a treadmill today. Saying, "You know, I'm in the best shape of my life. How are you in the best shape of your life? You just started training last week." So um, there are a lot of of questions out there. Um, I don't know that this is going to get done uh, for April 29th. Uh, And some of these tactics, I think, are to try to save face Mm -hmm. because they were not going to be able to get it done in time. Uh, We'll we'll see, though. We'll see how all things uh, fall out. But I love Greedy Belly. Like, that's that's going to be his name uh, forever. No longer the Gypsy King is Greedy Belly. I mean, it's, it's worth noting. I mean, maybe Fury's people are worried. Now, both fighters do come in uh, undefeated. Of course, Fury has that one draw on his on his notch. But Usyk is 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 that man. If there's anybody who could do it, who could get the Bruce Lee Roy Glow at the right time, it's, it's Usyk. So that's going to be interesting to see, especially how that plays out and seeing how Fury responds. Usually, Tyson Fury responds pretty fast and he's he's pretty slick with it so it's it's a surprise that greedy belly hasn't uh has oh, he, he responded to today with a bunch of expletives and and yeah time yeah but that wasn't but that wasn't really you know that was, there was nothing clever about that you know people do that all rappers do that all the time i heard 50 cent do that yesterday so it is what it is but that'll be exciting to know we'll definitely keep you updated so make sure you stay tuned to the make hard especially on ko's and low blows where we give you the best in news now when we come back, UFC 286. I know it can't be Voices Marquee matchup, but there's a Nigerian nightmare who's looking for revenge. So when we come back from this quick uh, break with Ozell, uh, we're going to get into that. Stay tuned. It's not just about the love of the game. It's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure. There's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do. Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand. It's a lifestyle. It's not just a brand. It's a lifestyle. Make sure you get your Ozell's voice. I know, I know, I know that you be out here rocking your Ozell's uh, like there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now, you re- did you actually end up going to the XFL uh, game? I did not. I uh, okay. did not get the credentials, so I didn't make it to the game. But, um, you know, they, they did their thing, though. The, the Battle Hawks uh, did their thing in the uh, newly crowned or newly named Battle Dome, because I said that. Uh, but anyway, they, they did their thing. Did it for the Lou uh, to celebrate 314 Day because we are recording this on 314 Day. That's right. All things St. Louis. Listen to your St. Louis music. Wear your St. Louis gear. You see, I got that city red on right now from the uh, St. Louis City undefeated uh, uh, MLS team. Got that city red on. Got that uh, city cap on. You know, uh, wherever I am, the city's at. The people just want to know, do you have the Ozells on? Because No, I, I don't. Not today. But I do have a brand new shirt that I plan to wear uh, my Ozells with, with my St. Louis 
Billikens. Hey, you know the Billikens. You know the squad that just keep whooping up on all them Philadelphia teams. You know the one. Yes, sir. Y'all don't have enough teams for you to be out here talking slick like this. So I'm gonna let you relax. It's all right. The, the one we got doing work. Yeah, y'all not y'all not doing nowhere because y'all not going nowhere. Uh, and y'all at a crossroads, much like these next two fighters that we already talk about. Now, when Gilberto Ramirez and Gabriel Rosado meet this Saturday uh, at the Walter Pyramid in Long Beach, they're not only fighting for opportunity, but much like St. Louis teams that continue to let us down. They'll be fighting for something to prove. Now, the 37-year-old Rosado is considered by critics to be at the end of his career. And with the three-fight losing streak, and a, a fourth could literally prove to many that they're literally right. Now, Ramirez, on the other hand, has not fought since his WBA uh, light heavyweight championship bout against Dimitri Bivol, where many people actually felt like the loss was one-sided. There's something that... Uh, Ramirez has not forgotten. And actually speaking on the bout and his previous loss, he stated it wasn't my night. I didn't take anything away from him. He's a great warrior and I made some mistakes and it won't happen again. He said, I plan to come back stronger. And this fight is going to be an exciting fight. I know Gabriel and I respect him. We're friends in the ring. We're friends, but in the ring, it's business. And I want to prove that I'm the best fighter. I got into boxing because I want to prove myself. And when I become champion again, I will for sure. It's a very strong word. So, voice with these two fighters looking to bounce back and prove critics wrong, who really needs this win more? Well, it's obvious that Ramirez needs the win. I mean, this is a confidence-building fight, or just a confidence-rebuilding fight. That's what this is called. Uh, Wilder had one recently against his sparring partner, Helene's which is why when he knocked him out, he thought it was a sparring, you know, session. Like, oh, he's knocked out. You know, let me let me make sure he's, he's taken care of. Um, you know, AJ is going to get one versus Jermaine Franklin uh, in April. Gabe is battle-worn. Like you said, he's got on a three-fight losing streak. And he hasn't had a winning streak since 2016. Uh, and this is the first time that the man is fighting at 175 pounds. Uh, for this 37-year-old vet of 45 fights. He's really going in here with absolutely nothing to lose. You know, I know he's from Philly. You know, it's kind of like uh, the, the Philly teams will play slew. They, they had nothing to lose, so they were just going in, giving their all, and, you know, things just didn't I work out for them. Well, look, you, you didn't bring up Philly, so I figured I, I'd, I'd do that. Um, You know, Ramirez, he's got 45 fights too, but he's only 31. And he's only lost once, which was in that last bout. And of the fights that he's had and won, he stopped 66% of them versus the about 37% that Gabe has. Most of um, Zerto's success has come at 167, and he just got done fighting for the 175-pound title where uh, – Gabe, most of his success is at 160. He's been fighting at 167, 168 recently, but he's never fought at 175 before. So he's jumping up to another weight class. Now, granted, he's 37 and he probably needs to be up there uh, just because he can't cut the weight. But th this is a um, this is a money grab. This is the, the last shot at glory for him because if he doesn't win, 
I don't see him headlining another major bout anytime soon. Was well, I mean they definitely both got something to fight for in the that Mexican Puerto Rican uh, rivalry that a lot of people talk about definitely takes place here also. Mm-hmm. Now I, I don't want to everybody just trash on my boy Rosado. Now he's he's literally known for his toughness and he takes on those elite fights that a lot of people don't want to take. So we got to give him credit there. That he does. So it'll be exciting to see exactly what's going to happen. Uh, in that bout for both of them, make sure that you tune in. That's on uh, March 18th, uh, and that's going to be in Long Beach. Now, UFC 286. I mean, what more could you ask for? It's bound to be filled with excitement. One of the reasons, the highlight is returning to the octagon. Now, in the co-main event taking place uh, actually on March 18th also at the O2 Arena in London, the highlight, Justin Gagey, is going to be taking on his first bout since his UFC 274 loss uh, to Charles Olivieri when he faces 12-1 Rafael Fiziev. Now, Fiziev is known as Adaman. So the highlight versus Adaman is, is, is what you need. Now, this is going to be a lightweight bout. Now, it's guaranteed to have championship implications for the winner um, as Gagey is ranked third right now and Fiziev is ranked sixth. Now, when you talk to the two, they seem like they're more than ready uh, to, to do what needs to be done. Adamant more than never. He said, I'm ready, and I'm ready like never before. This is fireworks. This is like his nickname, Highlight. He has a big career, and he's a very famous guy. I can't wait to go and see him in the cage, smell blood, smell his heart, and eat his heart after. I don't really know how I feel about that. Now, Raphael does come into the bout on a win streak. So he's had six straight wins with three of those coming by a knockout. Now, Gagey, who actually took time off to recover from surgery, he kind of stated the same. He said he's looking to create a title opportunity for himself, and he sounds he sounds really confident. Now, he said the expectation is always the same. Trust in the preparation, the hard work, the lifelong commitment that I put into this, go in there and put that to sleep. Mm. Quote, I do what I do. March 18th, I'm going to blow the roof off of the O2 Arena. Every person in attendance will get their adrenaline rush and their money and their money's worth. Voice, this is one of those things where we always talk about the fireworks. They both sound focused and they both sound ready. What should we expect from this bout? And what do you make of the comments made by both individuals? The comments are on point for both of them. This is the way that they should be talking. And this is the way that, at least for Gagey, you've always heard him talk. What we should expect in the fight is an absolute bang. I mean, name one fight that Justin Gagey's been in that's been boring. Yeah, you can't because he's always in exciting fights. I mean, the man's nickname is The Highlight and... It's that because that's what he does. It gives us highlights. He really needs this. And and he does have uh, championship aspirations and a renewed championship road now that uh, Oliveira is not the champion. You know, for him to, to, to have the opportunity to get in there and fight against Islam, that is highly, highly viable. Um. You know, he, he's training right now to peak 
as all fighters do. But he's doing that beside Usman. They're training together, iron sharpening iron to peak at the same time. He bangs. That, that's what uh, Justin Gagey does is he bangs. But let's not forget that wrestling is his martial arts base. And we know about the, the phenomenal striking of uh, Fiziev or Fiziev, Fiziev, Fiziev. I don't quite know uh, which way it's pronounced. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Either way it goes, the man is a beast. So having that wrestling in his back pocket, mm-hmm. training at altitude, and having Trevor Whitman in his corner, we're, we don't know what Justin Gagey we're going to see. But we do know that if he wants to fight for the championship again, he's got to win this fight. We talked about uh, Rafael's striking. This man was the striking coach for MMA at Tiger Muay Thai. Someone from Uzbekistan. Let's think about that. This man is from Uzbekistan. He comes to Tiger Muay Thai, which is in Thailand. Thailand, where Muay Thai is, was created, where Muay Thai is the national sport, and he's the striking coach? How good do you have to be to get that position coming from Uzbekistan? Real good, which is what uh, Rafael is. He last lost in his UFC debut four years ago. Uh, as you stated, he has been on a win streak since then. Six wins, three by decision. Three by knockout, including knocking out former champ RDA in his last fight with a knockout or a a very um, notable win. He could leapfrog Darius and be right in there with the big dogs at 155 with your your Poirier's and your your Dubronx and your Chandler's and I don't think Conor's coming back to 155, but if he did, you're, you're, um, you're Conor McGregor. He'd be right in that mix because of his style of fighting. If he loses, he's still in that next up crop with Gamrot and uh, Armand Sarukian and, you know, your Jalen Turners and, and your people like that. So a loss doesn't knock him too far back, but a win would be uh, it, it will launch him into a different stratosphere. Uh, would it get him a title fight? I don't know, but it definitely puts him in contention. Yeah, I was gonna. I mean, I was gonna ask that. Like, you know, with, with the win against Gagey, does he does he jump ahead of of Michael Chandler and uh, and Dustin Poirier and 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 set up a fight with? Um, I think number one right now um, underneath the champion is Charles. Correct. Uh, that sounds about right, and I know that uh, he just booked a fight. Recently, with I believe Darius, uh, which if that didn't get Darius a title fight, I don't know uh, what he's got to do. You 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 beat the former champ as soon as he got done losing. I mean, come on, get a man a title shot. But either way it goes, um, there's so many people there at lightweight, mm-hmm. and it is not uh, a meritocracy in the UFC. Uh, Bellator, it is a meritocracy. Uh, Scott Coger said at the uh, press conference last week when they asked about um, MVP maybe jumping the queue to fight against the uh, champion, Yaroslav Amosov, and it was like, no, Jason Jackson is next. 
He's been uh, on the list for a while. He's the next one to fight because they do it in a meritocratic way. Not the UFC and definitely not at 155. So, um, you know, let Chandler lose to Connor and Connor cut down to 155. He's fighting next for the title. It's just that there's so many moving pieces at 155. So I don't know that a win will get him the title shot, but it oh. definitely puts him in the picture. Yeah, it's, it's uh, good to note that Rafael has not lost in the UFC since his 2019 uh, debut against Magomed uh, Mustafaev. So Mustafa, Mustafaev. Look at you with your Eastern listen, European pronunciations. Listen, listen, I I do this. This is this is what we do. Um, so that'll definitely be interesting to see. And you are correct. Uh, that bout between the basically the number one contenders takes place at UFC uh, 288 on May 6th. So we'll definitely be have something to cover that. Now, voice, we all like trilogies. You know, uh, Bad Boys for Life was amazing. Creed three was great. I haven't seen. I don't, I don't know if this is gonna be as good as those, but Edwards versus Usman is going to be fireworks. Now, the last time we saw Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman, Edwards had just won the What's Away title in upset fashion, which immediately set up trilogy fight uh, in this backyard. Now, the Nigerian Nightmare has not forgotten the loss or what he felt like was a celebration after his fifth round, uh, fifth round shocking loss. Um, speaking to the Pivot podcast, Usman stated the kick was the only weapon he used that worked. It was just a good kick. It was something that I knew that I didn't do a good job or I didn't do as well as I should have to stop it. But it was just a beautiful kick. Hats off to him. Our minor adjustments I have to make is going to be a little bit more difficult this time. In his head, he forgot about the four rounds before the kick. He forgot that I was taking his soul. So I have to remind him that I'm someone who took his soul twice. Um... He actually spoke on the the loss, you know, because he had been a dominant champion. I've never been in this position, but I know that mentally nothing has changed for me. This is the same guy that I beat up before, and he's still going to be the same guy. I have to remind myself who he is right away. When fighting guys, I fight their heart because I want to break their heart, and I want to break the spirit in their soul. Voice, listen, we all root for the underdog. I'm a little worried about Leon Evans here because the Nigerian nightmare seems like he's very focused and he's on a revenge tour. What are your thoughts on this upcoming bout? And what are the possibilities that Edwards shocks the world again? As far as him shocking the world again, I don't know that he can shock the world again. I mean, he already did what we did not expect to have happen. Like, he would have to <laughs> he would have uh to actually be losing all the rounds of four rounds before like Usman said it's like okay you you talk about forgetting uh you said yourself that uh Leon gave you a 20 minute nap after you got kicked in the head uh, all, all you thought about before that was like okay I need to make a, an adjustment okay I got him and then you woke up in the ambulance. So for you to say that he forgot, uh, you must have forgot because it now was uh, he winning. Yes, he was. It was three rounds to one on my book. 
and he was winning the last round up until he wasn't. But you have to remember that this man took you down. Nobody does that. You have to remember that you're now fighting in his backyard. You have to remember that he now believes that he can beat you. And you talk about taking and breaking people's heart. His heart should have been broken, especially with a minute left. It was like, okay, the, the commentators, he forgot. Usman forgot how the commentators were saying, you know, it's done. Uh, uh, Rocky doesn't have it. You know, this is it for him. And then John Alex saying, I don't know, you know, about that. He, Rocky doesn't seem like a quitter to me. And then as Rocky said, headshot, dead. And it was over. So th- this may be some of the championship delusion that we've spoken about over the past couple of weeks. Uh, but yeah, he, he, this is this is anybody's fight. It really yeah. is. Um, so yeah, that that's that's interesting to me. I mean, this could be another situation like we saw a couple weeks ago with Valentina Shevchenko who, again, was winning the fight for the majority of the time, and then she wasn't winning the fight. This just happened to you. You know, you're talking about minor adjustments. Okay, but you got to stay on point for the entire time because though you were winning the bout, you weren't doing anything that was going to put Rocky away, where Rocky does have that one-shot power. And let's not forget, Usman keeps walking around in a cast, on his hand what's going on with that Mm. you're 36 years old and you have been competing at a high level since a teenager you know is this a situation where we're seeing the beginning of the end this is around the time that uh he faced or i should say uh tyron woodley was around this age when he faced him and that began his rapid decline we don't know we we just don't know. I I've got it as a pick 'em fight. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Usman won. I wouldn't be mad if he won because you know Nigel stand up. But um, I also would not be surprised if Leon did it again. It's really anyone's fight. Now, while Leon is a champion and he is the underdog, apparently coming into this fight, it is worth noting he's fighting in his backyard. So if if you needed anything to gas you up. Having thousands of people scream your name in your home for a win is always encouraging. But you also got to remember, before this loss, Usman was on a dominant run, 19 straight wins before this loss. And it was literally, like like you said, it was a kick. One kick ended a 19-fight win streak that was dominant. I mean, he mm-hmm. fought some great names. So that that's going to be a great bout. It's going to be a great main event. The entire UFC card, UFC 286 card is going to be amazing. And you know that The Voice is going to be giving you that play-by-play on Twitter. So make sure that you're following him at The Voice. And make sure while you're doing that, you cop the merch. MTMV Sports. We're you. We're the fans. We're the fans that literally want to bring you our thoughts each and every week. And we appreciate you tuning in with us. Please make sure you visit the website, mtmvpn.com. Get you some merch. Check out one of the articles. Also, I know you see the, the ticker going down bottom. Make sure you choose you subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcast. You ain't gonna be able to see my luxurious skin, but you can still hear our voice. And come on now. His name is the voice. You just while you're driving, you know, right before you take a nap, listen to the voice. <laughs> so thank you for joining us today. Voice, give us your final words, sir. 
Yeah, a few things. Uh, one, uh, if you would like to support us, uh, please make sure you're subscribing, you're liking, you're commenting. All of those things help the algorithm and it helps to get eyes on what it is that we're doing. Uh, if you want to, you know, make a donation, your man of voice is uh, trying to get to Kansas City uh, for the fight in April. Uh, you can donate at uh, MTMV Sports. Uh, we're doing a lot of things all over the place and we're able to bring you this uh, firsthand experience because of going. So, you know, if you want more of that firsthand experience and you don't mind supporting us and getting there, you're going to get it back tenfold because we're doing this for you. As far as fights are concerned, the opening bout on UFC 286 is a banger and almost was the voice of marquee matchup between Marvin Vittori and Roman Delize. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, there, and that's one you definitely want to check out. Uh, also, Cyrus Pattinson and Chris Jenkins will be fighting on the zone on um, what is it? Saturday. Good night. I don't know why. Uh, I couldn't think of Saturday. Maybe because it's 314 day, and I'm just so happy about that. I can't think about anything else. But anyway, uh, they're fighting on Saturday as well on the zone. Uh, so you can feel free to check that out. Um, that's it for us tonight. I, I have nothing, nothing, uh, nothing else. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you all for joining us every Tuesday, 715 Eastern Standard Time. It's smoke o'clock. Uh, even if you can't support in any other way, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, show it to your people, anybody who loves combat sports. Uh, we're here for you. Let us know what you want to see. Share it in the comments. Right. Let us know. We're always wanting to hear new ideas and new thoughts because you, the viewers, are what's most important. Voice, give us your final words, sir. Take us out. Until next time, fight the good fight. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports.